Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast this week. You know, lately I've been talking to a lot of folks about grounding and at the Denver Psychic Convention that happened a couple weeks ago, I actually did a workshop all around grounding and it having to relate to releasing energy. And I really like that grounding is becoming this kind of buzzword, just like, you know, yoga and mindfulness over the past 10, 15 years, you know, is beginning to come just a normal thing. (laughs) I was uh, laughing because at one of my team meetings last week, the opening question was, what's your favorite yoga pose? And I just started laughing because it's just kind of an assumption, especially, you know, where I live in Boulder, Colorado, that most people have tried yoga or have had it incorporated in their life somehow or, and so I just started laughing and I was like, yeah, that's definitely a norm here that everyone has a sense of what yoga is and what it means. I mean, you know, obviously in like a kind of United States context, you know, not maybe the traditional Eastern type of yoga, but we're not going to go into that. But um, I just kind of started laughing and I'm really loving in the same kind of way how grounding has become more and more uh, modernized and streamlined. And oftentimes when I go into places of worry about the world and where it's going, sometimes I keep reminding myself that more and more people are learning how to work with their energy better. They're learning how to ground better. And I'm going to go in more in this episode and exactly what that means. But it brings me a lot of hope when people are learning how to work with energy better, when they're becoming just more aware of their energy and when the need to ground actually comes up, because that means you're noticing energy in your space that isn't aligned with your frequency. I had a joyful moment the other day when I was walking around and um, picking up something at Target. I can't quite remember what it was, but I walked by a section trying to find folders or something, and there was just a chakra coloring book. And I stopped and I stared at it, and I was like, wow, chakras, energy centers, they're becoming a mainstream thing. And I was watching the March Madness um, final four basketball game with my partner, uh, a couple nights ago. And one of the coaches was talking about the, one of the players who made this incredible final shot with 1.3 seconds left did a half court shot and made it and won the game. And we were blown away. And obviously the after game interviews, the coach looked at the player and said, He just has this magical aura around him. And my jaw dropped. And I looked over at my partner and I was like, oh my God, it's happening. All of this energy talk, all of this energy work, even if it's, you know, more mainstreamed, it's coming up in people's conscious minds. And so 
I try to get rid of the judgment that can come from where something originated. I think it's something, it's really important to honor the roots of something always, but I really love that people are starting to tap into energy and the fact that a NCAA coach said magical aura on live television. I was just super excited. So going on some tangents here, had a little too much coffee this morning, but I hope you're still sticking with me as I'm kind of going to kind of weave all of this together. So back to the grounding piece. So grounding obviously is becoming this buzzword and there's a couple different types of grounding. There's grounding actually into the earth, which some people call earthing, which is literally putting your physical body on the earth in order to disperse energy. And then there's grounding with intention, which the body is still energy, but imagination, creativity, this is a little bit of a different form than the physical sort of body energy piece. So What I really love around people energetically grounding is it's almost like you're taking a look around your space. You're coming back to the present moment. So, right, there's a little bit of a mindfulness and awareness component. And it's taking deep breaths into your space and with your breath and with your intention, releasing energy and moving energy out of your space. And a lot of people ask me, how do I move energy out of my space? And it's much easier than most people realize. And it's with your intention. Energy actually moves with your intention, creativity, all of that kind of stuff. When you actually can imagine something, you can create it. And so oftentimes when I'm teaching people energy work, one of my uh, teachers that I've mentioned before talks a lot about kindergarten or permission energy which is what I talked about last week as well, is the more permission energy we can have in our space, the more we allow movement, the more we allow the body to release. So grounding is incredibly important, especially at this day and age, to move energy out of your space, right? Whether that's a difficult conversation, whether it's a way you're feeling about yourself. You know, for me, if I've had too much coffee, I have to ground extra hard because I love... energetically feeling like I'm floating and not quite being in the body, which can be fun and also uh, not helpful (laughs) at other times. So really allowing yourself to ground and be in the body and to move energy out that's not serving you. And those can be, oh, so many things, right? (laughs) Whether it's an issue you're driving on the highway or you're getting home from work and just feeling kind of saturated from all the energy exchanges you had through the day. If you're a person that works in customer service, if you're staring at your computer all the time, you are constantly absorbing energy. So I like to think of energy kind of like kind of like a window, like the screen filters out a lot of it, but there's still light particles, things that are going to get through. So for me, grounding in a a big way is kind of wringing out a towel or kind of cleaning out this screen or kind of like a, like a psychic Windex to kind of clear (laughs) and like shine up your windows, right? So there's not this sense of stagnancy. And it also allows you to look through your perspectives without anyone else's energy on it. It's kind of like when we have a lot of energy exchanges throughout the day, sometimes it can get really difficult to know what's our energy and what's someone else's, especially if we live with family members who maybe want certain things of us or would like us to think certain things. You know, we're going to have their ideas, their opinions, all of that energy is getting exchanged. And so I always think it's incredibly energetically hydrated. Genic, if I said that correctly, to send energy back 
to people. And it's a, in a kind way of like, hey, I'm going to give this energy back to you because the more energy energy we have, the more we can heal ourselves. And sometimes we need our own energy back in order to make full decisions. If we're not sure about a decision and we have a lot of energy scattered elsewhere, it's not going to help us make a better decision. We need more of ourselves. We need our entire awareness, right? All of our feelings and thoughts to really analyze, okay, how do I really feel about this? How do I really um, want to move forward here? So essentially, sometimes the question is, when do I ground or when should I ground? You should ground all the time. (laughs) You should energetically take time in the morning and the evening. And it doesn't even have to be that long. It could be a few minutes just to set the intention. Some people will just set the intention that they're grounded. I like teaching really fun, creative, energetic tools that I've learned that I love and have kind of warped and weaved together um, with all the different trainings and experiences and things that I've had kind of over the last decade. And For me, grounding became more and more important when I started really tapping into my spirituality. When I started getting a sense of like, wow, there's this energetic soul essence energy in my body and I'm trying to connect with it. And truly, especially in college, I started trying to connect with my soul essence in a lot of How do I say? Some of them I think were really helpful ways and some of them I think were difficult um, or maybe not aligned necessarily with what I was looking for, but they were learning experiences, right? So even though I was in holistic health kind of classes, learning about different religions, um, learning about nature spirits, you know, creating rituals, learning about the seasons, really trying to root in to information. I was also really, really using psychedelics and other different medicines to try to explore my mind, but I was almost trying to trying to escape my body the entire time. And this has been something for me, even throughout middle school, high school, I just, I loved coffee. I loved things that made me feel flighty and kind of wispy and kind of made me feel like I was floating above myself. It just made it me feel better. It made it feel easier for me. And growing up my entire life, um, I've been a person that dramatically had stomach digestive issues. And so I always thought growing up that when you ate, you were supposed to be in pain because I was allergic to so many things and didn't really realize it and was also, you know, I found out much later on in life I was allergic to dairy, ate more ice cream than I think any human should, (laughs) you know, cheese, dairy, hot dogs. I never really ate a vegetable until I was 18. So being in the body for me, I always thought at a level it had to hurt, eating had to hurt. And so it was very hard for me to stay present in my body. So things that allowed me to kind of pop out of it, kind of float on the surface of it made me feel better even though it also caused a lot of anxiety at the same time. And along with the anxiety, I was also incredibly sensitive. So when I wasn't in the body, the body kind of allows this vessel, this thing that carries around our essence energy and it protects us and it nourishes us. You know, it's our temple in a way. And so if you're super sensitive and you're empathic and you're you know, drinking tons of coffee or doing psychedelics and trying to pop yourself out of the body, it's going to get kind of confusing. It's going to get a little weird. (laughs) And so for me, I had all these really beautiful experiences exploring realms outside of my body 
but it didn't really help me learn to love my body. It just made me want to escape it more. So I had some really, really difficult times, especially in college when I was learning about medicines, specifically psychedelic medicines, that somehow I wanted these experiences sober. And I remember sitting there and I had really, really brilliant friends that would go on these explorations with me. And at the end, sometimes I would look around and I felt like I was the only one that was questioning if this could happen sober. And I don't mean, you know, like having an acid trip is my full life experience. I meant having this core knowing, this core energy that sometimes people can have with medicines. And I don't want to glorify it either. Medicines, you know, the psychoactive, psychedelic ones can really put us in a lot of spaces. A lot of people use them for shadow work, things like that. But I think for me, they really tapped into this core soul knowing And I really wanted to have that all the time. I really wanted to feel energy. I really wanted to be able to see and sense things psychically because when I took these medicines, my psychic skills just went through the roof. It's like I knew what was going to happen. It just felt like there was so much premonition. And I, I wondered, I said, how do I ground this into the body and do this sober? I wanted to be able to feel this in myself, in my own certainty. I wanted to have my own spiritual certainty sober, essentially. So this put me on a really dramatic journey over the last 10 years. And the reason why I've studied so many different energetic traditions to understand the overlaps, to understand how the brain works, to understand the body and all these other etheric bodies and how they all work together. And what I've found specifically helpful is that I really picture the human body like a tree. And I really look at it in a chakra form. So the first chakra, your root chakra, the second chakra, your sacral chakra, and your third is your solar plexus. So all three of these chakras belong to the body. They are the three chakras, energy centers that are specifically run the body. So your first chakra, you know, a lot of times people see it as red. I have more thoughts about those colors not always being accurate, but that's a different that's a different time. But the uh, the first chakra is all around safety. Do I have what I need? Am I connected? Am I in my body? And a lot of people, if you've had trauma in life, if it feels like it hasn't been a safe space for you, if you grew up with a certain level of it's not okay to be me, or in poverty we don't have what we need, or perhaps you didn't have a family that was supportive, maybe a parent was missing, maybe there was a death early on, maybe you had a near-death experience. All of these things have a question around, is it safe? Is it okay? So that's the first chakra. The second chakra has a lot to do with emotions and sexuality. So again, most of us have programming in terms of sexuality around you know, preferences, am I enough? Is this okay? We have a really sticky culture around sexuality not being this um, celebrated and honored part of the body. There's sort of this underground um, anxiety around expressing eroticism and sexuality and having a healthy connection to your body in this space. So alone, that's really difficult in our society. And then that's also the place for emotions. So do you have a good emotional connection to yourself? Are you able to understand your emotions? Do you feel okay when emotions come up? Does it feel safe to express them? And again, this can have to do with attachment style. If we're growing up in a family where certain emotions are okay and other ones are not, we're going to have blockages there around not allowing certain emotions to flow because that's how we learn how to stay safe in our families.
So, and then we have the third, which has a lot to do with manifesting in the world, bringing your energy and your power in the world, which can be difficult, right? If we consider the first chakra, if something in your body doesn't feel safe early on in life, there are certain emotions or relationships that aren't feeling good for you. There's going to be some power imbalances around it being safe to be and express yourself and put your creativity and your imagination out in the world. So all three of these chakras have a lot to do and belong with the body. And I think of this as almost your root system. So if we imagine the first three chakras are like roots into the ground, and we imagine the heart being the trunk of the tree, and we imagine the upper three chakras. So one is your throat chakra, one is your third eye, and one is your seventh chakra. So that's kind of your outer crown They call it chakra, which has a lot to do with how people sort of witness you or energetically tap into kind of seeing you. So your heart center is also a chakra as well. But again, I think of this as the tree trunk. So it's almost like the heart bridges earth and sky just in the same way that trees do, right? So you have the three chakras that are rooted into the ground. They belong to the body. And then you have the heart really anchoring us in. And then you have the upper three chakras, which are like the branches, There's this sense of voice, right? Speaking your truth, offering things out into the world, connecting with people. Again, this moving outward energetic branch energy. And then you have your third eye, right? Right in between your eyebrows, which has a lot to do with your spiritual connection and your psychic abilities and your internal knowing and a lot of that energy. And then your crown chakra a lot of times is, again, how people see you, but it's also your spiritual information. So it's also a lot of times like this little antenna on your head that you're kind of collecting information and kind of talking with different things, I'm just going to say. But again, it's almost like this tree piece. And as you know, if we look at trees as the models for this, if trees are not grounded deeply into the ground and their branches are big, you know exactly what happens, right? they fall over, right? Or the branches break, or they're just not able to hold that level of branches reaching out. So to relate this back, a lot of people I know are doing spiritual work, which is beautiful. These are all the upper branches. And I'm not saying that spirituality can't be in the body or that you can't have spirituality in your second chakra, right? Where your sexuality is or in your first chakra or your third chakra. You can definitely bring these kind of high spiritual energies into those places. But in general, the three lower chakras have to be rooted in to the ground. You have to be rooted into the body in order to be able to sustain spiritual growth. So it's like, sometimes I run into these really, really beautiful people that have a really hard time functioning in life because there's all this spiritual work. They're expanding outward. They're really sensitive. They're intuitive, but perhaps there's a really difficult time they have in life taking care of the lower three chakras. So again, the first chakra that's where your survival needs are, if you're not feeding yourself the right foods for your body, if you are not getting the amount of sleep that you need, if you're not having support emotionally in relationships, if you're not able to have a sustainable life in terms of having sustainable work, being able to financially afford the things that you need to survive in life, all of that kind of stuff in the first, second, and third, it's going to be really, really difficult to hold that spiritual growth because your basic needs aren't met. So grounding, again, is this such 
hugely important part of spirituality. And a lot of times, at least for me, if we if we look at me just as the example for this, when I was exploring psychoactive, psychedelic, medicinal things, I wasn't really taking care of the body because for me, there was a lot of trauma in the body and there was a lot of shame in the body and there was a lot of sadness about not feeling met. And so I always thought if I took these things, I could kind of bob above it. But afterwards, I'd come back into the body and say, why can't I fully take these things in? And it was because the first step for me was grounding. It was moving out energy. It was working out patterns. It was letting go of old energy attachments, all of that kind of work through the grounding cord, through the first chakra. Because when you move energy out through these chakras, you learn how to run the better the body better. And when you learn how to run the body better, if I can say this correctly, then you can actually branch out more. You can actually sustain the amount of growth better. So sometimes I see people that are really top heavy. Occasionally I do see people that are root heavy and that's okay. They're just not in a place of expanding the branches out as much, but they're going to be okay, but they might not feel that inspired place. If you have really, really heavy roots, but you're not balancing the outward sort of treetop, you might feel a little stagnant. You might feel like a part of you is missing You might feel like there's a desire for more joy or excitement or more of your spiritual truth or your purpose, maybe desire to speak these things outward. So as I'm talking about things, just checking in with yourself. If you were to consider yourself a tree, you know, pick your favorite tree, would you have heavier roots or heavier branches? Do you feel like you're fully grounded into the ground and able to hold sort of your development or your goals or the things you're trying to manifest in your life? Do you feel safe in yourself? Do you feel like you have everything you need? Do you feel like you have the relationships that you need, the food, the shelter? So this is a big thing, checking in with yourself and figuring out, am I rooted enough? Am I grounded enough? Am I able to really hold myself energetically? At least for me, when I started doing the work of trying to increase my spirituality to increase my spiritual certainty, to increase my intuitive and psychic skills, I had to go back into the body first. I had to go back to kindergarten. I had to go back to first, second, third grade and look at these chakras, do some healings on them and release energy before I could really expand my branches. So when I teach energy tools to people, a lot of the time people want these, you know, when I say, what are your goals? And they're like, oh, I want to astral travel. And I'm like, awesome. That is completely out of the body. We can totally get there, but we got to help you run the body first so you feel safe enough to leave it at a certain frequency. And then yes, absolutely. What else would you like to learn? And people are like, well, I would love to do psychic readings. And I'm like, awesome. So the way that I teach psychic readings, you actually have to shut down the first three chakras so that you can have more spiritual energy at your top chakra so that you can see more. And in order to shut them down, they have to be healthy enough where you're not shutting them down in an aggressive way. We want to make sure that we have those cleared out first. So again, we're going to go back to the first chakras. (laughs) So You know, it's really, really sweet. A lot of the energy tools that I help people start with are a lot about healing pictures and stories in the body. You learn how to heal the body. You learn how to run the body so that you can really, really deeply root in so that you can really, really deeply root out. So it's not saying that you can't work on spiritual work. It's not saying that you have to necessarily go in and do all of the shadow work. 
you know, I think it's really important to feed both at the same time and also feed your heart space, right? Who's bridging both sides of the tree. But if you're not in a space where you're getting your body what it needs, then you're not giving yourself the opportunity to expand at the capacity spiritually that you might want to. You're not allowing yourself to do that or it's going to go slower is maybe what I should say. It will go slower because your foundation is not strong enough to support your goals. Luckily, there are some really, really beautiful, easy, fun energy tools that I like to teach others. And I have three different programs that I actually create in order to do that. Some with bi-weekly help, some with monthly help, some for three months, some for six months. And I have a lot of people come to me and say, I really want to do these goals. And I'm like, awesome, let's make a map. Let's customize it and figure out how to get you there. But for me, I always help people start with the foundation because if you build, like I've been saying, on a foundation that is faulty, it's not going to sustain you long term. And I'm a big fan of doing all of this amazing exploration, spiritual work, but I've also seen some people that I love close to me do some really powerful spiritual work and they did it on a physical foundation that wasn't steady And it turned in some really, really difficult emotional and psychiatric pieces. I'm sure we all have folks that are doing spiritual work in a lot of different ways. And again, if the body doesn't feel safe and strong in doing this work, if you continue to pop out of the body to do this work, you actually are not allowing your body to heal. You're allowing this vessel to not actually have what it needs. So if you are curious in learning energy tools in order to really expand your spiritual certainty, really allow yourself to be in your highest alignment, please feel free to visit my website at soulessencewellnesscenter.com to learn about the programs that I have available. I also have these really fun things called discovery calls where if you're interested in seeing if this is a good fit for you and you want someone to kind of look at your goals and obstacles and see if this is aligned, I do free 45-minute discovery calls where we actually dive in to see if you are a good fit. I know a lot of really brilliant, brilliant people, and if I'm not a good fit, I like helping people find a person that is. So if you are curious in this work and are not sure if it's aligned, please schedule a free discovery call. Let's dive in. Let's definitely, no matter what, get you some healing. I think even every discovery call I do, regardless of whether folks feel like a good fit for the program, it's a healing in itself because I'm either giving you resources or referrals for someone who can, or I'm teaching you a skill for you to walk away with that specifically addresses an issue that you're working on. So there's nothing to lose. Thank you so much for listening. As always, sending so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, soulessencewellnesscenter.com to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.